Welcome to the Pathways to Profitability podcast. Personal tales of business success, where we hear local business owners' personal stories of their trials and tribulations that got them to where they are today. Here's your host, Cheryl Mucha, CEO of CFO Your Way. Hello, and thank you so much for being here with us today. My guest today is Robert Curtis, and he is a profit recovery consultant with Business Group Resources. Robert, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks for inviting me. Appreciate it, Cheryl. So I like to start just kind of giving our audience a little bit about you and who you are. So if you would, please. Sure. So I'm a recovering philosopher. <laughs> I I, uh, I took a an advanced degree in philosophy and then sort of backed into business years ago. So uh, it's it's not something that had come naturally to me. And in the last, I will tell you how many decades <laughs> I've been involved in a number of different types of businesses, uh, both in operations uh, and and marketing and uh, and several startups. Uh, and today. Um, after having uh, a lot of employees in some businesses, a lot of headaches, uh, I am working uh, solo with business owners and uh, it's almost like a vacation. Oh, love it. Love it. <laughs> I, it's funny because so many people I talk to say that the the employee part of running the business mm -hmm. is the hardest part of running the business. Oh, sure. Sure. Because you're dealing with people, right? People's emotions, their families. Uh, yeah. If it weren't for employees and customers, everything would be so easy, right? Exactly. And we wouldn't make any money either, right? <laughs> That's true too. <laughs> so just tell us a little bit about like, what was that thing that kind of pushed you to start? I mean, you've, you've had several businesses. Yes, yes. So what was that thing that kind of pushed you out to say like, I want to do this on my own. I want to be my own boss. I don't want to report to anyone else. Like, was there something that happened or? You know, I might say it's because I don't work and play well with others. <laughs> uh... <laughs> you don't like being in that sandbox with others? Yeah. I've worked in a couple, several large organizations uh, where just different layers of management and different departments seem to be working across purposes. Uh, and it just uh, it made no sense to me because the people on the top really didn't understand what was happening on, on the ground. So I found that rather frustrating. Uh, and then I'd work in a couple of small family businesses where I realized if I didn't share the owner's last name and I wasn't part of the family, I really wasn't going anywhere. So, you know, I decided, although it might be much more difficult uh, and, and there was the, the chance of failure, uh, it was uh, certainly better for me to say, look, this is the way I want to do things. This is my vision and allow me to just go ahead and do it. Uh, and, and what I realized is uh, it's uh, no less secure than having a job where a company could go under, you could get fired, all sorts of things can happen. But this gives you the personal satisfaction of saying, hey, I did it. Right. I did it. I control it. I can make it as big as I want, or I can decide to walk away. Yes. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah. they're all options. Yes, they are. It might be a dream today, but we decide that it's not the dream. <laughs> a headache tomorrow. Right. It's not the path we want to really follow. Yeah. You just mentioned chance of failure. So like my journey, when I took this leap of faith and started CFO your way, mm -hmm. 
like I knew there was a chance of failure and it was a huge leap for me. I had always worked for someone else. Right. Sure. And you kind of always have that in the back of your mind when like, is there a moment that your mind kind of changed and you said, I can do this. Like it's going to be okay. Um, yeah, I'm not sure when that happened. My wife is retired now, uh, but she uh, worked a, a steady job for decades with a steady paycheck. And she would look at me because I never knew when the next paycheck, you know, was coming in. <laughs> think, right. How can you do that? I, you know, I couldn't live like that. Right. And, and to me, it, there was sort of a rush to it. I, I knew that I could, to some degree, control that paycheck. And it, it wasn't like making the big hit. It's knowing that if I worked it steadily, right. you know, and, and I continued on, it, it's really much more grunt work than hitting the jackpot. Right. Uh, that I could create it as steadily as she couldn't. And, and actually, she couldn't turn it on and turn it off or, or raise it. I had the ability to do that. Right. And she couldn't say on a Friday morning, I don't feel like working today and I'm not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she can do that now. And she says to me, hey, it's Friday. It's a beautiful day. Let's go down to the shore. I'm saying, sorry, I can't. I got people to talk to. <laughs> yeah, having that flexibility and the ability to, to turn it on and turn it off, even though as a business owner, it's very hard to turn it off 100%. It is hard to turn it off. So tell us a little bit about like what that looks like for you when you turn it off. Like what are your go-to things to kind of separate yourself from the day-to-day -day grind? Well, recently, uh, something that has uh, allowed me to separate myself is uh, two grandkids. Uh, a, uh, Congratulations. Thank you. A granddaughter who's going to turn four next uh, month and then a six-month-old granddaughter. So I look at them and say, you know, they are moving so quickly and growing so quickly. I need to take time to be with them uh, and, and develop a relationship. So that's something that I balance out with my work saying, hey, you know, I want time with them. And I enjoy what I do a lot. I really like talking to people. I like helping people. Uh, I, I learn something from every business owner that I speak with. Right. But there's a balance between that and the other pieces of my life, whether it's kind of playing with my koi pond or, or hiking with my dog or my wife and I both like traveling. Uh, so we make sure that we're just able to, to balance all those things and keeping together. Uh, and my wife is sort of the travel agent. She's the one that plans all the travel. And she knows the one rule is no matter where we go, what we do, I just need to make sure there's Wi-Fi or connectivity. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, spin case. Right. right? Any, you know, as long as there's connectivity, I'll go there. Right. And again, you're taking that time, right, to be with your grandkids, to travel, to do all these things that you love. And I it's just actually so read important. something that mm -hmm. you have to schedule clarity breaks, right? So you have to actually put in your calendar time to step away. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I, I have uh, I have a consultant that uh, does that uh, with me, my dog. <laughs> we, we take an early morning walk for about a mile. We take a walk at the end of the day. And at some point in the middle of the day, in between calls and other things, we take a nice long walk. So it gives me a chance to clear my head, you know, think things through, be outside. And things look so much different when you're kind of walking along a lane with a lot of trees than when you're sitting at your desk in front of your, front of your desktop. Right. And those are the moments 
why don't we get these great ideas and oh, yeah, yeah. things start to click and make sense. Yep, exactly. I actually just had a, a call with one of my very dear friends. I've known her since I'm four years old. Oh, wow. That's great. And she does the same thing. She goes for very long walks and she's very educated, lots of degrees and whatnot. And she said to me, we were talking about walking and whatnot. And she says to me, yeah, on those walks is when I was able to work through my thesis or work through whatever my paper was that like when she was back in school. Yeah. So yeah, those, you know, we get so tunneled in you know, tunnel vision and focused on what we're doing. We need that time away. And oh, sure. Yeah. I'm so happy that you do that and take that time. It's so important. And, and life goes so fast, right? Oh, it does. It like does. you said with your granddaughters. Life goes so fast. We have to. Yeah. We have to take those moments. Yeah. And, um, you know, when I'm taking those walks or, you know, I'm away from my desk and having a chance to think, I usually do a review uh, at the end of the year, every quarter, you know, once a month uh, about where am I in relationship to where I want to be, what's working, what's not working. And although some of it is a sort of a numbers thing where I'm looking at a, a spreadsheet to figure it out, a lot of it is walking along and thinking, well, how does it feel? Does it feel like it's working toward where I want to go? Um, and, and that's something that you can't see from a spreadsheet. Right. Yeah. Trusting that gut is another thing that I, I preach, like trusting that, yeah. that gut feeling, whether it's right or wrong, yeah. right? Right. I mean, you know, sometimes it, you make a mistake, but sometimes you make a mistake when you look at a spreadsheet and forecast something and it's, oh, it's not the way it worked. Right. Something jumped in there that you didn't expect. <laughs> so tell our, tell me, tell the audience a little bit about, you know, this business, okay. business group resources. How long ago did you start it and what was the trigger or the the reason for starting it well it's funny the trigger was a pan the pandemic <laughs> a lot of great ideas came out of the pandemic right i know i was working with a business um, broker mm -hmm. and uh i was doing the, the work of uh, a business group resources a little bit sort of on the side as a back pocket thing with some of the clients we met uh, but then along comes the pandemic, and at least where I am in Pennsylvania, you couldn't show a business. Realtors weren't allowed to go into houses with people. It, it, and then some businesses, it was just really hard to evaluate uh, a, a good asking price because you couldn't go by history. Everything was going to change. So I began to move away from that and spend more time because I could do it virtually uh, with the business of business group resources. And I found actually that I enjoyed it more. Uh, I could be more helpful to more people. Uh, I met some fascinating folks. And I'll tell you, there's no more, nobody more interesting than a small business owner to me. Uh, people who have the audacity to think that they can create something, provide jobs, uh, you know, become an important part of the community, all from nothing, just an idea. So, um, that was uh, what four about four years ago, and now I just meet some great people. I uh, hopefully help those people, uh, give them information they didn't have before. So that's uh, that's how it began for me. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of education, right, for business owners. Yeah, you know, I consider myself a very poor salesperson. <laughs> you know, um, well, well we didn't go into business to do sales, right? <laughs> 
Well, no, no, I, you're right. I didn't. I'll talk to somebody, ask them a lot of questions because I love learning about the ins and outs of different businesses. Um, I will explain how I may be able to help them right. given what they've told me. Uh, and then essentially after that, the ball's in their court. Right. You never want to force anybody to do anything. All that's doing is buying trouble down the road somewhere. And, and then they just don't have a comfort level with it. So I present an idea. And if they would have worked with me and I would have worked with them, then we move forward. If not, you move on. Right. But you're, I mean, you're presenting ways to save money. So I would think yeah. that would make it a little bit more palatable for a business. I have a pretty good closing ratio. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, as a CFO, you know that if you increase sales, a lot of that money goes to raw materials, to benefits, to salaries, to taxes. So for every dollar in sales, what drops to the bottom line? 10 cents, 20 cents. But if you are saving money, 100% of it drops to the bottom line. Exactly. And business owners don't realize that. A lot of the time they get so focused on that top line number. Yep. And they don't look at what that margin is and how much of that becomes overhead. Right. And yeah, that's one piece of the puzzle, but there's another huge piece of the puzzle behind it. Right. And gross isn't everything. And then I always love that old joke. I mean, just what you're referring to of like, hey, you know, I buy high and I sell low, but I make it up in volume. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's a lot harder to increase that revenue number oh, yeah, than yeah. it is to decrease the expense number. Right. And that's the important part of, you know, working with somebody like you uh, and other, uh, you know, other folks who can look at business processes and say, where can we cut out some of the fat? Where can we do things better? Where can we streamline it? And not only do you save money that way, but that could be part of the plan towards scaling. Exactly. Yeah. So I know there's a lot of areas where you concentrate on and work with your client. What would you say is the, the number one or the easiest entry point to start to engage with a client? Well, the easiest is, you know, what you call the research and development or R&D tax credit. Right. Sounds like you need to be walking around in a lab coat carrying a clipboard. Uh, and I usually joke again with people, this is my biggest competitor is the name. People hear it and say, it has nothing to do with me. We don't do R&D. Right. But for the last 41 years that the credit's been around, we've been stuck with that name. But it applies to, to medical practices, including veterinarians, people in construction, IT, uh, software development, uh, even marketing and advertising, probably everything except restaurants, retail and nonprofits because they don't pay taxes. Right. And it's funny because in our conversations mm -hmm. in the past, you brought that to my attention. Like I was under that same kind of cloud saying it's just for the lab, like you said, right. the lab coat, right? The research and development. And there's so many other factors that come into it. So many other things that qualify for that credit. Yeah. Business owners don't know. Yeah. CPA firms don't know. No. And for that matter, you know, sometimes I'll talk to a business owner and they're like, I'm going to ring my accountant's neck. And that's not fair either. Because, you know, accountants have to deal with a 70,000 page tax code. Nobody knows all of it. We concentrate on about a dozen pages. 
But, you know, your generalist accountant is just that, a generalist. They do your quarterlies, your year ends. They give you some basic tax advice. They keep you out of trouble. Um, and it's just like if you go to a doctor, if you go to your general practitioner and, you know, you complain about headaches, well, they may send you to a neurologist or a headache specialist. Right. We're the specialists. We, we work with the accountant. We don't work to replace them. So for you, it's that relationship with the accountant, the CPA, to make educate them so that they can yeah. recognize with their client the opportunity to refer to. Right. I mean, they're best placed to work with their client because they know them intimately. They know their history. We can just provide that one piece, hand it to them. So we work together. It's a perfect thing. Yeah. So just share with our audience how they can find you a little bit about your website. I know you're on LinkedIn. Yes. So probably the easiest way, because I have a god-awful long uh, email address, <laughs> Robert B. Curtis with two S's at businessgroupresources.com. I'm sorry we didn't choose something shorter than that, but I'm stuck with it. <laughs> but now it's so difficult to change, right? Yeah. So the easiest way is I'm Robert Curtis dash Profit Recovery on LinkedIn. Okay. And if somebody has to connect with me or messages me on LinkedIn, or they can just call me uh, at my local number, uh, which is on LinkedIn. And it's also, it's 267-335-7835. I'm always happy to talk to somebody and answer their questions and give them the 30,000 foot overview. Perfect. Thank you so much. And we're connected. So if they can't find you on LinkedIn, they can find you. Go to my profile and just search Robert, right? I, I, yes. And I follow you and I and I watch uh, your interviews and videos. And I'm really honored to be among that cast. Thank you so much. Yeah, they're always interesting. I learn something from everyone I watch. Yes. Thank you. And thank you for being part of that cast now and uh, just sharing with our audience your story. Because again, there's there's something in everyone's story that you can either relate to or you can learn from. Yep. I learn something from every business owner or every person I talk to through the day. If I don't learn something, I'm not paying attention. Exactly. Yeah. Listening. Listen more than you speak, right? Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, Robert, thank you so much for being here and spending the time with me this morning. Thank you, Cheryl. And to our audience, visit pathwaystoprofitability.com to not only see Robert's interview and conversation, but all of our conversations with all of our great guests. That's it for today's episode of Pathways to Profitability. Remember to ask yourself, where can I pay my success forward today? 